Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity for the month of June. I'm Kelly. Hi there, I'm Karen. As promised, we are talking about healthy conversations. Yeah, I called it the Healthier Conversation Series. Okay, meaning June won't be the only time we do healthy conversations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. Um, so this series is going to be on the topic of clarity in conversations, and we're going to do five shows under clarity. Cool. I think, too, I want to explain, because this topic came up as a natural kind of conversation when we were doing our May series, yeah. where you had suggested we do healthy conversations. And you and I walked away both excited about it, but both on totally separate pages about how we wanted to approach it. Right. So when we finally sat down to plan it, we were both excited about the other person's idea. Yeah. Then decided to organize it like this so that we could actually turn it into um, a couple of different series. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, I just want to say that because I think, you know, maybe some people were sitting in the same boat thinking, oh, I know what they're going to talk about and I know I need that. No. And perhaps if if they, like yourself, were thinking, okay, healthy conversations with someone who's verbally abusive, how do I navigate that? Sit tight, that'll come next or or in one of the series. Um, But for this one, it's about being very clear whether you're the listener or the speaker. Well, and the importance of how it goes sideways <laughs> fast, <laughs> very quickly, if either person is not clear. Mm-hmm. So yes, both people have to take the time to be clear about things. And as we wrote things down here, um, where this is going to apply in your personal life, in friendships, um, your personal life within your family, with children, parents, partners, neighbors. Um, in your work environment, going to work, whether you're a boss. And I I think, Kelly, sometimes bosses think that because they're the boss, they're clear or that they know what they're doing and that they know the job. I own the company. I know it inside out. So therefore I'm clear. And they're not, they're not even clear in their own head about things. Yeah. I've worked those jobs. I think a lot of us have worked those jobs. And I think if you're a boss listening to this, sit your ass down. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes that's really where the problem is, is the fact that the boss doesn't have anybody to hold them accountable in the fact that they're not being clear. And, and there might be people listening to this at home right now saying, uh, can you sit down? Mom, can you go sit and listen to this? That's good though. <laughs> Dad, you and mom need to sit down. There's tons of miscommunication here where I'm always in shit because you two can't get on the same page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think um, I want to start by saying that the intention is always to understand. Yes. And I word it specifically that way because, hmm, it's going to get a bit messy. Hang on a second. I got to sort this out in my head. A lot of people speak wanting to be understood. And I, I get that, and you need that if you're if you're working towards clarity. But ultimately, you're seeking to understand that you're on the same page, to understand that the other person is engaged and is willing to be collaborative with you. Hmm. Because that's what healthy conversations are, is mm-hmm. collaboration. So it does come back to really focusing on having the patience to understand. Right. And I say that on purpose as well, because 
if there is miscommunication, even when you think you're being clear, even when you're being kind, then instead of being upset or thinking it's the other person's fault, you can step back and go, okay, now I need to understand where the breakdown happened. The same way you and I sat down, ironically, and thought we're both good, we're both wanting this topic, oh, I can see where she went with that even though that's not where I went. So now I understand why we're not on the same page. Well, I approached that conversation with you about the show yesterday in the backyard on the deck with the intention of figuring out where you were on it and what your thoughts were. I knew I had some of my own. I knew that I was coming with an agenda, Mm -hmm. meaning that I had thought through ideas of doing the show in a certain way But I was willing to approach you and say, what are all of your ideas before even tabling mine? And that's exactly what you mean about both being willing to listen Mm -hmm. and both approaching with an openness. Mm -hmm. And and I think bosses sometimes don't do that. No, and and I want to say too, Mm -mm. based on our conversation, you know, we're big advocates for good questions. And sometimes you can start with a really good question, but it's not the thing that helps you navigate. So for example, you started with a question and said, so do you want to begin... Um, discussing, you know, when you're talking with someone who withholds, when you're talking with someone who brick walls. And I'm sitting there going, okay, she's asking me, so she values my opinion, but I can't see where any of those examples fit into what my agenda was in my head. (laughs) So we had to sit there and go, okay, hang on a second. I think I need you to actually state instead of ask, because I don't know where your question is coming from. Right. Right? And so to to be able to understand when a question is most appropriate versus when a statement is most appropriate, Mm -hmm. and to know that a good question can follow a good statement. Oh, I love that. I think about bosses that come in and say, I need, get this done. I need this, I need. And they just say what they need. But they don't check in with the employee to say, do you have time? That's show four. Okay, right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Time so, out. so let's get into it because we're probably already halfway through our, our time for our show. But. Well, they're going to interface a little bit too. This yeah. first one is going to be on expectations. So mm-hmm. we'll start with the one that we thought might really... Yeah, go ahead. It was your idea, so... Well, the expectation of, say I'm at the cottage and you're my partner and you're you're coming out to the cottage for the weekend and you're at work. I'm already out there. And you text me or you call me and say, hey, hun, or whatever, um, what do you need? Do you need anything? I'm in town. I'm coming out. And I go, yeah, yeah, okay, pick up some snacks. Now, I might know in my head that I need some scoops because I'm making a salsa dip on Saturday night, and I need um, some marshmallows for the s'mores for the campfire because I've already got the Graham wafer crackers and the chocolate. Oh, I need more foil. But I don't say any of that. I just assume that you know that's what we do on the weekends, Um, and you know we ran out of foil because you were the last one to use it. So I'm assuming that you remember that you were the last one to use it last fall. When we closed up the cottage. (laughs) Because that's how good my memory is for shit like that. Mm -hmm. I know you're the last one that used it. So I'm assuming that you know those things. And you know that I like all dress chips and red licorice. So you must know I'm on my period and that I crave that shit, right? Mm -hmm. 
So now I'm making all of these assumptions and just saying, yeah, pick up snacks. Yeah. You know, and so now that person, that partner might be like, oh, okay, right. And so she craves chocolate a lot. So I'll pick that up for her. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, you know, you're talking about one statement, bring snacks. And you're now very gently, and I want to spell it out, skipping over into me, who's now the, the responsibility is on picking up snacks, where I might hear, ooh, I've got permission to get what I want for snacks, <laughs> right? And so I might think, this is a great conversation, <laughs> yes. right? And you do, because I'm, I'm doing the shopping, and you can just sit back because you're already up there, but nothing has actually been said about what the expectations are. Right. So you could go off and get what you want mm-hmm. and maybe out of kindness also think that I have a craving for something because I usually do or whatever mm-hmm. and pick that up thinking there's your there's the beautiful thing that you're doing. Or think, oh, you know what? She never treats herself to this, so I'll get this today. Sure. That's a snack. Yeah. And then you get to the cottage and I go to, I make my nice dip and I go, where are the scoops? What scoops? Right. And there's your fight. Yes. Because or you're, you're withholding or you're whatever that, that looks like for the two of you, your disappointment. And, and it can get pissy and it can lead into other, it can seep into now you're cranky because you, you got to do this to your right? Dip. right? Or you're now saying something like, well, you're the one that forgot it. So you drive into town to pick them up. Yeah. Or I'll go do it myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. J- never mind. You go fishing. I'll go and get it. Right. And so th- they're because smooth. Yes. Well, <laughs> we know those people. I was one. Oh, I meant smooth that she came up with that on the spot. Oh, shit. Not smooth that this is the healthy conversation. Oh, shit. No, no. It's smooth because I freaking did it. Yeah. Because I I did those things in the past where mm-hmm. as a people pleaser, I would say, oh, sure, sure. Go golf. Oh, oh go do that. I'll, I'll take the kids with me. Go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Drive five places on a hot Saturday afternoon. Uh, cancel the kids' plans and get all that stuff so you can golf for the afternoon. I did stuff like that. Or for myself, who's the one that's supposed to be responsible to get them, I might think, oh, shoot, no, I should have known. I'll go back and get it. I screwed up Yep. in my own people-pleasing. Right. So now you've got a number of things where this can go sideways. Mm -hmm. And it can go sideways on both people's parts where now we're tripping into each other. But... We're not talking about how to damage control. We're talking about let's back it up yes, and do the healthy version of, hey, hon, can you get snacks? Right. So let's do that one. Okay. So I could start by saying, hey, hon, um, I'm going to text you a list of snacks that I need. Um, and I don't need to explain, and I'm saying this in my head, I don't need to say it to my partner on the phone um, and take up time. I can simply say, I've, I'm going to come up with a, a list and I'll get it to you. What time do you expect to pick up the snacks and wh- how much time do you have to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you say, I've got half an hour or 15 minutes I might, and I'm going to you know, a particular grocery store, okay, then I can think, oh, he's going to orchards. Okay. So this is what he can get there. I can't get my scoops there, but I could get the Mama Rosita bag of nacho chips. Okay. So then I can think of the different types of things that could be there that I might enjoy. 
put that on my text list and send that to the person. I need marshmallows. Do you have time to pick these up? So if he does not, then it simply can be, okay, I'm out at the cottage. I can ask someone else coming in to bring out the marshmallows. Okay. So let's break down what you did. Instead of just saying, I want snacks or can you get snacks? You have said, here's a solution. I'm going to text you a list. And you could at that point say, does that work for you? Perhaps they're calling you from their work phone or the house line and they don't have their cell with them. That's a good time to check in and say, does text work to give you what I'm expecting? Then you even sneakily threw in that you checked in on them about their time Mm -hmm. because it's time sensitive to where you can go to get all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think you threw in some really like layered examples, which is really great. I just don't want people to get lost in Mm -hmm. all of it and think, where did that come from? Um, What does time have to do with it? Uh, But that's really cool because if you in your head can think, yep, this is the store they're at, then you can adjust your expectations and your list Mm -hmm. before they feel the responsibility to go get it or say no. Right. I think that's awesome. Go ahead. And there was the offer too that you don't have to bring all of it. Mm -hmm. If someone else is coming out, can they bring something? Yep. So I don't have to add to your list of going to different places to do something. Mm -hmm. That might be an option. It might not be. But what I'm trying to point out is is that sometimes there will be other options. Mm -hmm. And I think it's cool that within that expectation, I can communicate, I really would like s'mores tonight, but if it's not doable where you're going, then can you bring up something chocolate related? Or Or to put on the bonfire. Yes. So they might show up with wieners or... Something. And you could say something sweet, something salty, right? Dessert right. light, right? So if they show up with hot dogs and think we can put that on a bonfire and you're like, I meant sweet, like mm-hmm. then there's, there isn't a miscommunication of what the bonfire was meant for. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, none of this is important and you don't give a shit. And that is something good to communicate because if you flat out say, and and I don't mean for the women who say, oh, it doesn't matter, if it genuinely doesn't matter. Yeah. If you really don't have a craving, you know you just want something after dinner and you say to that that partner or that kid coming up, um, you know, bring up whatever snacks you'd like. There's none here. Yeah. Then they can get into their own headspace about, okay, what are my expectations? Right. And some people might listen to this and think, I don't do that. I don't care about snacks. I don't eat them. That's not the point. (laughs) The point is sit down and listen to this show again. It's about expectations, period. Of everyone involved. That's right. So if I'm the partner who's not up there yet, and I know you have cravings after dinner, Mm -hmm. but I don't. And I don't care. Dinner satisfies me. I can still sit there and go, okay, she complains about not having snacks when they're not around. Can I check in with her to make sure that we can head mm-hmm. this off, you know, mm-hmm. um, and make sure that she's got what she needs before it becomes a complaint that I might roll my eyes at or mm-hmm. fault you for not speaking up in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Hey, hon, I know you usually like something after dinner. Is there anything that you're hoping for tonight? Mm-hmm. And, the, and this is where we're saying we're breaking it down whether you are the person who has the expectations mm-hmm. or you're the person involved where, with another person who 
has expectations that are or are not communicated. Right. And this this goes into every kind of experience I can think about, whether it's in a work environment where you have um, a project and you have expectations and you're not, or, or pardon me, we're trying to encourage checking in that you're communicating what you expect from each person in the group. Um, and if they have the time, that's, that's one of the things that I found a lot in the jobs that I did because I was in office administration for decades. So many bosses had no clue to check in and say how many things. And there were jobs when I worked with the provincial government when I was responsible to do the work for maybe seven officers in that ministry, in that particular office, and a, and, and a manager. And they would all put a priority thing on my desk that had to be done like that morning or within the hour, never checking in, none of them, to say, how many priorities do you have? Um, can you get this done? It was just get this done. Mm-hmm. There was never an asking of how do I sort then if I have, you know, six priorities and I don't know your deadlines. And I would have to waste time, so to speak, going around and trying to find each of these officers because they weren't in the office. They were all in the field. And we didn't have cell phones and texting then. It was all pager systems. So I would have to try and figure out whose priority was what. And if I couldn't reach them, I had to make my own assumption and do it. And then the shit hit the fan that I didn't pick the right one. Mm -hmm. And it was never their fault. Mm-hmm. It was always my fault that if I didn't know which one to do um, or which one had the, the closest deadline or this one's going to the minister's office, this one's because a police officer's waiting for this report or this company who's our biggest client or, you know, employs, you know, 20,000 people, they need it first. If I don't know all of the information then I'm not able to make the proper decision. Mm-hmm. And so time gets wasted in trying to figure that out. And so I'm saying the same thing in regards to that you just might want to get something done on the weekend in your home and it should only take an hour. But if you haven't communicated that you need it done by 9 a.m. and you've got children still sleeping at 10 to 9 mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was going to take an hour to do it, now you're angry. Mm-hmm. I was going to do another example, but oh, I didn't sure. want to cut you off. Because did you, and, and here you can be angry that they're still sleeping instead of, did I clearly communicate that I wanted it done by 9 a.m.? This mm-hmm. was going to take a minimum of an hour or 40 minutes, whatever, that would require even before that, that I get up and get ready. So I got up early, I got ready, and then everybody slept through the through it and it never got done. Mm-hmm. But I got up early to make sure it did. So two things to that is to com- that person to communicate clearly those expectations. And then if the person who's sleeping in is now, say they threw up all night long, say they, say they just had a, an upset stomach or they a were bad in the, night. Yeah, they had a bad, they had nightmares or just restlessness. Well, a note on the counter saying, uh, good morning. I've been up all night. It's 5 a.m. I know you're going to be up in an hour, but I'm just getting to sleep. I will not be able to do this at 9. I am free at 3 p.m. 
I am free Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I am free Tuesday afternoon and Thursday evening. Then when they get up and they look at it, it's like, okay, they may be originally disappointed. It's not going to happen. But now they know. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go out and start getting ready. Now they have choices. Can I ask someone else? Can it wait? Oh, they've offered some other times. This isn't a problem. I'll take them up on it for Sunday morning instead. Mm-hmm. But now they have choices. And I think that's one of the things that people can find or we're trying to encourage them to find in these conversations. Yep. And and I want to say, I'll probably say this at the at some point in all of the, the shows that we're doing, is that once you get into the routine of structuring your conversations like this, being clear in all the ways that we are going to talk about, you are cueing the other people in your life to do the same. So if you and I go up to the cottage every single weekend and we have a conversation of bring snacks or groceries in general, then I get to learn, oh, every time she always offers to text me a list. So at some point, I may be the one to say, hey, can you text me a list of what you're hoping for tonight? And it's that simple and streamlined in a conversation. And you might say, priorities are these, um, you know, secondary are these. And the text may get actually sorted into what would have been the phone call that says, if you have time for these, great. And if you don't, no problem. So we cue other people. When we talk about that cliche of we teach other people how to love us, this is what we're talking about. It's also about how to communicate with us. Right. Yeah. But consistency is key. I agree. And I think of any any boss that or employee, whatever, I'm just referring to it as the boss, but, you know, owner, whatever it is, if they're consistent in communicating and then they slip up, then it stands out that they slipped up. Mm-hmm. So then the, uh, the employees can go, oh, he didn't give us or she didn't give us this information. It's normal that they did a better check-in. And they know what to ask. Exactly. So what's the time frame? So what's, and yep. whatever it is for your, for your business, mm-hmm. what's the priority? What are the choices around this? If this goes sideways, what do we do? What's mm-hmm. your expectation? If this doesn't work, what, are you, what was your second best hope? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I so I'm reading um, a biography right now, and uh, in one of her chapters, she is talking about all of her castmates in one show she worked on, and she tells a little blurb about each of them. Like, then she breaks it down one at a time. So she'd write a blurb about their time together, and then she would write um, favorite moment on set, uh, laughed the hardest, um, and uh, I think it was. Um, like favorite memory or something. And she did this with six of her castmates. And then the very last one, she had a new one that said, cried at the hardest. And my brain went to, that one's new. That's a new piece of information. Mm -hmm. Because with the previous ones, it was always the same format. Mm-hmm. We do get conditioned very quickly. So what you're talking about when you realize either something's new or missing, mm-hmm. your brain goes, oh, do I need more information or is this satisfactory and I, and I did get more? Right. And then we can come to some other questions like, oh, if they didn't give me this information, then maybe it's because they don't have it yet. If they don't have it, then how could that play out when it comes in? Mm-hmm. Do I make allowances going forth? 
So say now I'm sitting at work and I make an allowance because they didn't give me that piece of information. And I know they should have, but they didn't. And now I, I can go forward waiting for that piece to come in. I expect it. I'm not in a bad mood when it does. I don't attack. I simply wait. Or I can check in and say, I see you didn't give this. Well, I would do the check-in. Well, yes, but I'm just saying that even if you don't, the way that your mood and your emotions shift, the way that you don't come back with an attack, Mm -hmm. because now with good, clear communication, if somebody lapses in it, there's tolerance, there's patience. Mm -hmm. There's a a curiosity as to, oh, well, he usually gives me this, or she usually gives me that. So, okay, that doesn't make quite sense. So then you're curious now instead of angry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the keys about expectations is to be more curious instead of angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I push in that example that you gave to say, check in, because there are so many people that don't want to take responsibility for anything. Mm. So if they didn't give me the information, it can't be my fault. Oh, that's immaturity. They use the, well, I didn't know. And I didn't know is not always and frequently is not a good enough excuse. Well, that behavior is, um, it's immature. It's a lack of maturity, but it's a lack of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a lack of collaboration and Mm -hmm. team, being part of a team. Um, And that needs to be addressed so if that's if that's an employee, they better be sat down and had a conversation with. Well, and if it's you, yeah, and pull if up your socks, that's right. And if it's you and you have partnerships with children, siblings, parents, partners, whatever, you're the problem maker. Mm-hmm. You're you're the issue here that needs help. Mm-hmm. And if you're determined not to, you know, fuck everybody, screw that. You've got that anger part going with it then you really do need some therapy to figure out why that's become your your go-to um, tactic to be able to make everything go sideways and then run and not take responsibility for it or stand up right afterwards and keep attacking. Mm-hmm. That's going to lead to um, many unhappy situations for you. And those around you. And everyone around you is going to know that that's what you do. Mm -hmm. That's your pattern. And then it's not surprising when you do. Um, And eventually, I think a lot of people will not want to be around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's one of the the reasons that we do this is because if our intentions going into conversations is to understand, Mm -hmm. and you are one of the people that Karen just described, people stop wanting or trying to understand you because they see that you're not creating the effort as well. That's right. Yep. It's sabotage. Yes. And so finally, if someone else leaves you, you know, whether it's the job or fires you Mm -hmm. or kicks you out or does whatever, that responsibility is on your shoulders. And and those people tend to still not want to see it at that point. Mm -hmm. They are... They are the victims. Mm-hmm. And and victims don't make good communicators. So we're trying to say, here are some tools to stop those behaviors. And some good reasons mm-hmm. why you don't. That you're going to feel a lot happier when you stop those behaviors. Oh, saves your time, saves your energy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it just completely switches your mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and they are, hmm. this creates resilience. 
Absolutely. Right? When you're a good communicator, you have resilience because when you are able to see and offer and create choices, yes. even when things don't go as planned or as you expect, you have an ability to adapt. And life is completely about adaptation. Yes. Const- it, it, just constant, one after another. There isn't anything then that you can't handle versus being the person that can't handle anything and everybody knows it. Mm. They just have to deal with you. That's not fun if you're the person that people are just dealing with. Yeah, well said. We're good for today? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So um, if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we're back tomorrow with another show. Mm-hmm.